0: Welcome to the Effective Statistician with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, the weekly podcast for statisticians in the health sector designed to improve your leadership skills, widen your business acumen and enhance your efficiency. In today's episode number two, we'll talk about how to collaborate with a programmer to create a smooth workflow. This podcast is sponsored by PSI, a global membership organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives for statisticians. Learn more about upcoming events at psiveb.org. Welcome to a new episode of the Effective Statistician with myself, Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske. Hello. Today we'll speak about um, a very, very important relationship for a statistician, and that is the relationship to the programmer or to the different programmers, statistical analysts, or um, however they are called in your company. And this when I think about this relationship, um, I need to tell you a little bit of a story of of my first experience of of working with a programmer so I was um very fresh to the industry I joined my uh, the first pharma job in the industry, and I thought I was reasonably well trained in terms of uh, writing SAS code and any other code and Then I actually worked together on a phase three project with a very, very experienced programmer. And then I learned well, I didn't really know very much about programming. Um, I was actually quite good in terms of the statistical uh, procedures, so uh, proc mixed or these kind of things. But in terms of all the data, data munching, these kind of things, I wasn't trained at all. I was also not trained on all these kind of non-standard data like like uh, text data, AE data. Um, and especially I also wasn't very well trained in how a good table looks like. So, so what makes a table an easy-to-read table? And um, these were really problems I struggled a lot with. However, I knew exactly kind of what data I wanted to have in these kind of different uh, tables. And um, that was what I then focused really on. And, and I learned a lot about good programming practices uh, with, uh, with a programmer. When you, when you, what was your first experience when you joined the industry? Well, I suppose it was quite similar. I mean,
1: um, actually, I mean, since we were uh, trained in the same university, coming from the same, basically, environment before, like Alexander and I, um, it's probably the same. I mean, it was I was able to derive what I wanted to see what i wanted to to show however i wasn't trained in all these sas specifics in terms of how how a table looks like and how to present it nicely and and uh, all all the different things that you know programmers usually just worried about much more than we are and um, when i started it was kind of a mixed job anyway so i started as a statistician but actually the role was also to do the programming um, and what I really learned is how to use the SAS help, and and uh, how to work with other programmers to show me, wh- you know, how we how we create, present, and and uh, extract parts of the analysis, etc. However, um, it it is clear that, or well, it was for me quite clear um, that uh, I was. It was fine for me to program. I was able to program in different languages and also in SAS. However, you know, I wasn't a programmer. Um, I was a statistician who was trying to get the the results, and uh, but I wasn't really able at the beginning to get the results into the good looking form as we usually
0: need to present it to somebody else. Exactly at university. Well, I just uh, worked with the directly with this. Standard SAS uh, <laughs> SAS output, which isn't really easy to read for n- non statistician yeah, you, you, took, you
1: took a pen and just marked where this, you know, where the p value is that they should use. So it's, it's really <laughs> print out and and that's it. So we're not really about any any nice formats, etc.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but there was also um, a lot of learning from from the other side. So that was what I really enjoyed, the mutual learning. So I learned a lot from the programmer in terms of good programming practices, in terms of not copying code and then change it, but but rather use macros and stuff like this to have nice readable um, codes that can be changed quite easily. So these kind of things were I learned a lot from the programmer. And the programmer really enjoyed also working with me, learning about um, certain problems with uh, certain statistical approaches, um, uh, how to best uh, present, for example, the the uh, uh, the results. But where are the pitfalls with certain uh, SAS procedures? Um, so that was. That was a lot of fun working together and and learning from each other. Okay,
1: but today, how, how do we how do we work with you with the programmers today? I mean, now we are you know experienced, let's say, and you know do we have our understanding? So, what is the ideal programmer or environment for you to work with a with a programmer?
0: Well, since then, actually, lots of things have have changed within the industry is my, my understanding. So, so when, um, when I started, we had a very, very small team. Um, We were, we had one senior programmer, one intern. Um, The data manager actually also did a little bit of programming and, and myself. That was about the, the complete team. Nowadays things are, Look a little bit different. Um, I don't know what your experience is, but but my experience is we have uh, much more standards involved. We have a much more um, uh, complex standardised processes to follow. Uh, so all the different steps um, are much more harmonised across all the different uh, therapeutic areas across all the different yeah maybe even across all the different countries with with uh c disk standards and and things like this uh whereas twenty years ago fifteen years ago these these were not uh rolled out yet so now we have much more different um specifications much more detail in terms of um how we work and um Set also from the programming side, there are much more people involved.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, from from fifteen years ago, I think it was rather than like not a, not a split role like it is today. So we had statisticians and programmers and data management all sitting in the same room and doing, um, you know, working on the same project and the same with the same goal. Uh, and in our days, I, th- I think this is this is true for probably every. Bigger company, at least that that the the roles are much more split into the different maybe de- even departments. So that we have statisticians, we have programmers, we have data managers, or clinical um, database programmers. Let's say that that are working uh, in different departments because the c- complexity of the tr- of the uh, clinical trials um, have increased over the time. So we are not working with as a programmer. Um, primarily or with the programmer. We are now working more with a team of programmers and the the programmers are also split in different roles. So, for example, if we deliver for let's say for a submission, and uh, we have the ISS with hundreds of outputs, so we have a, um, a lot of people working, for example, on safety tables, which are statistically not very let's say sophisticated. Um, however, the primary programmer or the more senior programmers would then be involved more in the in the um, it's a primary endpoints in in other outputs that are statistically more sophisticated and working directly than with the programmer uh, with the statistician. So the role of the lead programmer is in our days, a more complex role as well. So it's not only programming, it's having a team of programmers, leading a team of programmers. So um,
0: I think there's a lot of changes over the last decade. Yeah. And I think with all these more people uh, becoming involved, the more handover, the more project management you need and um with that we have also established much more processes to follow. Um, I think nowadays we rely much more on the processes, on the detailed specifications, and all these kind of things. And what I see is that we have a decrease in relationship with, with the different team members. So sometimes I well, I even see th- See the extreme cases where specifications are kind of just thrown over the fence, so to say, and uh, then, you know, go with it. And and there's uh, there's very little relationship. Whereas uh, when I started the industry, um, we also had procedures, but they were far from as detailed as they are now. And everything relied much more on the personal relationships, and, and the teams that were successful were those where you had a very, very good relationship between the uh, within the small team, and uh, people were challenging each other, checking back with uh, on each other on a on a regular basis. Um, well. Basically, very often because they were sitting in the same room and doing the work together so so there was not so much of a problem in terms of um having everything in written communication to make sure that there is absolute robust understanding okay but but now, leaving the past behind because I mean
1: obviously this is about um today and the future more um what is then the the perfect um The perfect environment or let's say what is then the the requirements that you would you would put on yourself in terms of um giving a good statistician for a team of programmers so how to work together with the programmers and but as in your in your responsibilities as a statistician
0: well i think the the what i would like to first i kind of uh Where I would see the future is that maybe the pendulum springs back a little bit in terms of, um, uh, of the uh, relationships. So I think the, we have, we are focusing far too much just on the processes and on the documentation. And I think it would be better to complement that with a, a good, Mutual understanding of each other. So, good processes and all uh, and good documentation are, of course, uh, very good and and help a lot. But I think it's also very important, for example, to understand the, the background of the programmers that you're working with. So, so is that someone that is completely new? Is that someone that is experienced? Does he has already experience within the uh, therapeutic area? I think it's also really important um, that we give more framework to, to what we do as a statistician so that um, the programmers also understand not only the what to do, but also why to do it. Because I think that is very often missing with all the communication is we speak about what to do and how to do it but we don't give the people the perspective see the, the goal to which we are working towards and i think that what we what's missing there is if you don't know what the goal is that you actually want to achieve these little decisions that you need to make on a day-to-day basis you don't know which way to go because you can't see a bigger bigger picture no that's true because if you if you work or not not
1: necessarily but in in, in general i agree because if you work with the with a team of programmers the the task for the programmers is usually split into f- fractions of the overall um, delivery so of the overall goal so meaning that that um, part of the programmers are not involved in the in the primary or even secondary endpoints but also only on like uh, safety outputs that are in in subgroups or like really minor um, outputs that are not of the importance at least for a statistician and and for the for the overall result of a study and um, therefore i think it is it is very important to keep to To uh, work with the programmer, especially with the lead programmer or the most senior programmers, um, and get them involved in the uh, in the understanding of or in, in the in the meaning in the um, in the requirements um, and in the understanding of the study um, to to get them involved into the overall. Um, you know, as a as a team, to to work together
0: yeah. on the on the same uh, on the same goal. Yeah, I think it's about you know if you know what the story is behind the data that you want to tell, if you know what's the why you have chosen certain design features within your clinical trial, when you know these kind of things, it's much easier to kind of understand. See specifications. It's much easier to understand why certain things are handled that way. And it's also much easier to understand why, if, for example, let's say certain standard approaches don't work with this specific design because of this particularities of the design. I think it's also much better to understand, for example, if you, if, if you train the people on the disease areas that you're working on, um, then they can also see when results don't make sense, so for example, is what you expect here a, a high value or low value but you know is it should should see should this parameter decrease over time or increase over time if you don't have a- f- feeling for that very easily you can uh, mix up things <clears throat> is it but isn't this, in,
1: in some ways, a little bit too, um, let's say, challenging to some of the people? I mean, we—I remember we talked last time about you know how to understand uh, or how to work with a medic, and and we said that the statistician should be involved there and discuss with the medic and try to get a picture and a deeper understanding of the medical, uh, you know, background, etc. But now we are passing the requirements on, saying that that a programmer. Um, Is kind of also on trying to understand the, you know, the high values, low values, to so kind of a medical picture of of a disease or a disease area, and um, given that that we are not talking about one programmer but maybe a whole lot of programmers, isn't this a little bit over the over the top to say? I mean, this isn't this a task of of the statistician rather than the programmer to to look at the outputs and um, you know give the feedback whether it makes sense or I mean ideally, I agree that that the the programmers you know it's just first hand and see see the the outputs and see, well it doesn't make sense, so I do it again, but isn't this a little bit too much in general well
0: no, I think it's 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 important to kind of understand how see different parts go together for the big picture. So so you talk to maybe, you know, about uh, safety data. So maybe, you know, there's there's a a specific, maybe more junior programmer that is working on, let's say, some vital science data over time. And, Is there, you know, some some, uh, previous knowledge about how these vital signs work on these different compounds? Is there, you know, usually some uh, increase in blood pressure or something seen with these compounds or decrease in blood pressure seen with these compounds? This kind of information helps to see whether, you know, the tables that you program for this new study are actually kind of in line with, with previous knowledge or is there any kind of spurious data in it
1: mm.
0: so so and then you can see how this part follows into the bigger picture of that you're uh, that you're working on and i what my experience tells me is that then people not just deliver a table they deliver a part of the story for the overall submission, and I think that is much more motivating than to shift the table into production.
1: No, I agree. I, I mean, we've seen this in many ways that the uh, being a part of the whole story is much more motivating to understand and just really bring more value to the own work. Uh, however, I think the, the, the environment is sometimes a little bit tricky. I mean, when you, when you talk about what the perfect environment is for you to work with a programmer, um, is this then that that these are the programmers that within your Company or is this that for for example outsourced um, programmers uh, to to a CRO? Because I think there might be a difference. Because the um, you know in in a pharmaceutical company usually programmers are also working in a, a specific therapeutic area, so they have the chance to really get to know. Um, the the pitfalls, the the results, the type of the results, and and so on for a specific um, disease area. However, um, for a CRO, it might be more more difficult to um, um to to get the get the time and also the the interaction with with you as as the client statistician to to understand the uh, the whole picture that everyone of the programmers understand the whole pictures and is experienced in this
0: environment. Yes, I can see your point um, however, I also think that um, in an, in a good situation you should also as uh, if if you outsource your programming you should work with its uh, outsource programmers so for example um, I once uh had a series of studies for a specific compound to to outsource and um in order to make that successful, I flew over to the um, to the uh, to the um, uh, CRO and met there with the programmers for a couple of days, and to really you know walk through all the different parts of the um, of the protocol to give them a little bit of training of what are the different particularities of the design. Um, what does these different scales actually mean? What do we want to achieve with that? Um, and I also invested time in in building relationship and in in building trust, because I think that is um, that is very important in in this collaboration. If you don't have trust, you don't have the 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 ability to to challenge each other and to to speak about you know emerging problems, and there's always will be kind of problems you know everybody makes mistakes and but if there's trust and if there's a you know mutual understanding that we work together on this and not against each other on this, then you can you don't need to escalate these kind of topics, otherwise you know little problems always get escalated and escalated and escalated, and you speak more about kind of uh People-related topics than about the, the 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 project itself, and I think this when I invested this time with this with this company um, and flew over there a couple of times over the years, that really helped a lot. Of course, with this first study, it's you know both probably invest more than than they get out of it. Um, So, you need to, as a sponsor, put a little bit more uh, into it and, and as a CRO as well. With the second study, it was already running very, very smoothly. And with the third and fourth study, it was running really really well
1: but this is also a good situation if you have a series of study uh studies where you can plan accordingly um, um that is that is an exceptional situation actually in 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 many situations um and and i fully agree that the um that investing time into relationship especially with the programmers because the interaction with the programmers is Quite significant for a statistician, uh, usually. So, um, investing time and and uh, sharing knowledge and understanding and building trust is is. V- it's extremely important and otherwise i mean we we've been everyone has been in situations where we just then finger point and and you know put the put the problems and issues that arise over over time um to each other saying it's it's their fault it's this fault it's you know the statistician's fault and and so on so <clears throat> this is this is really really an excellent point and um that also i mean that brings me back to one point that you mentioned earlier about specifications throwing over the fence i think this is also i mean the ideal situation is that we talk to people and have everyone together and and uh, or, or flying in and and being in the same uh, on the, you know in the same boat however as i mentioned before we have usually a bigger part of the, um, of a team, maybe working in different locations or, uh, not being in the same office, at least as you are. So the relationship to the, to, to some of the programmers may not be intense, as intense as to the lead programmer, for example. And therefore, and, and as we are in a, in a, in a um, situation where specifications, documentation, et cetera, is. Extremely important not only for for giving advice or giving giving directions for the programmers, but also to kind of document what we what we do and what we plan um, so I think specifications are f- extremely important for a statistician to be seriously reviewed and and uh, worked on together with a programmer and not just being thrown over the fence. so I think this is also a point where a statistician can um, you know Mirror them uh, himself or herself, and and really do the best to provide the statistical understanding. want to, to to create um, specs that that cover also the statistical understanding
0: of the study. Yeah, I completely agree. The specifications are important in order to to make sure that there's, um good documentation practices are followed and and says transparency. But of course specifications will will always be by definition not cover every detail you know otherwise they would be directly the programs so <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> someone, uh, made a joke about, Oh, uh, I'm, I'm working here on a project where basically program via email, because my, my email specifications are so detailed as nearly directly the code. So <laughs> that is probably, you know, an extreme where we don't want to end up. And, um, but to, and, and, Especially these kind of things, there it's important to have an understanding what you actually want to do. Um, and also where you need to have an understanding of what is the background of the programmer so that you can know, is he very experienced and familiar with the with the project, with the disease area? Can he, does he understand why certain things are, done this way and if i write these specifications in this way can he understand that or does he need additional you know background to 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 make sense of the specifications yeah
1: no i I, no i agree it's specifications can't cover everything it's just that the specifications should be um, able to optimize the balance between um, giving enough directions that you know all these uh, little questions that keep you away from working uh, on on more important things or questions or discussions um you know is are are avoided so basically that that the whole environment the framework is really excellently set it's very you know detailed and or not detailed enough at least and that you and the programmers can um work or concentrate on the things that are not covered or that not, not by, by exactly. for not covered by in the specifications. So that, yeah.
0: Yeah. And th- there, what I see sometimes in our industry is uh, too much of a reliance on email. I think sometimes it would be better to from time to time, pick up the phone and actually talk to people. And especially with newer te- technology, Maybe even switch on the video option so that you can actually see the other person, which yes. by the way increases trust dramatically. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but people uh, some people
1: tend to to take emails kind of a um, documentation um so that they keep the emails basically as as extension of the specs, and um therefore, yeah.
0: Or, or to cover your back, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is probably a sign of not a very good relationship. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So that's why I pick up the phone and and uh, for building trust, then they don't need to worry about. No. No, I agree. So, I basically just to for, to summarize. I think it is it is as as with many other uh, positions as well. It's it's a lot about communication. It's a lot about trust. It's uh, about to understand each other and to understand not only like as we said the specifications, but also understand the the overall picture um, from both sides. And also for a statistician to understand that the that the programmer. Is you know does may may have a lack of understanding of the uh, of the therapeutic area. It's also they are also busy with other things like uh, like managing other programmers, uh, working together with other programmers because not all tables are uh, of the of the primary interest of the statistician. So there's other work in the background going on. So overall, I think um, moving moving forward uh, is you know. We're working working with a statist, uh, with a statistical programmer um, as a colleague and as a you know as a partner rather than you know your enemy who's who's just uh, supposed to do what you tell him to do. So no, it's not. It's it's your partner. It's it's a team, and that's something that we need to understand.
0: Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Um, and in terms of working as a team, just one final point: um, when. The things are done. It's always good to cr- give credit to all the people that have supported. So um, I like that very much. When the when the company internally the um, uh, the presentation of the key data are done, and at the end you have the credit of all the different people that are involved and. Um, also, not only the company internal people but also the, the uh, people from from the sponsor, from the CRO companies that that help drive this forward. I think this is really important because nowadays we have so many people being involved. I said this is very good, uh, very important and throughout the project, giving feedback also giving especially also giving positive feedback. Uh, I think is is really important yeah motivating the people mm-hmm. thanks again for listening to another episode of the effective uh, statistician here um, please uh subscribe to this podcast and you'll learn more about what's coming in the future uh, in the next episodes. Thank you. have a great time. bye. bye. We thank PSI for sponsoring this show. Thanks for listening. Please visit theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes and learn more about our podcast to boost your career as a statistician in the health sector. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your colleagues about it.